Cocks are just cocks. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Hey guys, welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Wait, is this like an offshoot of the Indecorous Comedy Podcast? Yeah, what? this is a, what do you call it? It's subsidiary? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, we're, we're franchising now. We're franchising yeah. the podcast. It's, it's an affiliate podcast. <laughs> uh, before I get, we get into anything, I do want to update you guys on our fantasy football because we're doing good again. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, buddy. Last week we beat Misery Needs Company, your guys' favorite soul asylum podcast. <laughs> yeah. We beat them 116.85. And then this week we beat Fartmouth Rejects, 128 to 104. Now, I'd love to hear what you guys think that podcast is about. It's called Fartmouth Rejects. Is it, is it like a like a play on potty mouths? Are they sort of naughty boys that say some cuss words? Or Oh, I hope not. I hope we didn't. <laughs> Get into some fantasy football league with naughty podcasts. <laughs> it sounds like some fetish site got their own podcast. Well, well, you know, it could be it could be a fancy way of saying ass to mouth. You know, do you would consider that a fancy way of saying ass to mouth? Fart mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's 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 uh like Ian goes to McDonald's and says I'll be dining in. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I have imagination. So when you want to do ATM, you just say let's do some fart mouth, Madame. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a little monocle in my eye, and I pull out some great coupon. Yeah. Hey, hey Carlos, you got to dumb it down for the kids. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So that puts it at seven and four. We're in third place, and next up we play Rushmore Podcast, which is the number one podcast in the league. So if we win that one we might be able to get in first place and you know that comes with all the glory that comes with being in first place at a fantasy football league so do you got some dirty tricks up your sleeve carlos some some cyber elbows you can throw i wish i did it basically all that's happened since we were sucking is that our players aren't injured anymore that's what's so frustrating about fantasy football <laughs> i've been playing it for almost 10 years and i fucking you can't predict who's gonna get hurt and then you get pissed at these people for not playing meanwhile they're fucking missing a knee and shit but you're like come on just patch it up walk it off look we all got problems over here all right <laughs> yeah sometimes i don't want to go to work you know yeah <laughs> yeah stop turning your problems into my problems exactly also i have a is a sad turn of events i've talked about in the previous podcast how the trumpers owed me a hundred dollars well one of them cave on the comedian died no, I, oh, okay. I'd be so lucky. He died of COVID. <laughs> I owe him four hundred dollars now. Oh, because of the uh, the cheating. Well, because no, apparently this is what happened. I I harassed him by asking him to pay me because apparently that's harassment. Oh, yeah. Just by asking somebody that owes you money to pay you. So then he went off on his Facebook page. He's got a thing for a GoFundMe to fund his comedy special because you know that's what. <laughs> badass comedians do is they ask people to fund their comedy yeah, specials. Well, when you're the second most famous 
Persian comedian in the world. You know a bunch of like sultans and shit. You got to get. Well, that. this guy's the, and this one's number one. He's the most famous half oh. Persian comedian in the world. I know oh, it's hard. half Persian. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's hard I to keep it up. up with all the fractions. I know. I, I get confused yeah. too all the time. He's the most famous half Persian, but he still has to ask people to finance his special. But $100 is nothing to him, Carlos. I mean, how much is this special? I, what is it, like $200? Like an unattainable amount? Yes, yeah, right. It's, <laughs> Yeah, $125 is the special. So I thought I was trying to be nice. I was telling people, hey, please donate to Kayvon's GoFundMe so he can afford to pay me my $100 that he owes me. <laughs> I thought I was being the gentleman here. And then he went off on a rant about how he's GoFunded me several specials and albums and blah 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 and i guess that counts as marketing advice which he charges five hundred dollars for oh shit <laughs> so you walked into a consulting arrangement that you didn't realize was a yeah 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 i get it well if you ask him what's funny is that if you ask him because several of my <laughs> of my friends have hit him up because he, <laughs> he blocked me so i can't contact him anymore he blocked me so that's funny fortunately we have a lot of friends in common so they've hit him up and then what he says is like well we came to an agreement uh, carlos asked me over an hour of marketing questions and i gave him all my advice so that's worth 500 dollars. oh wow i guess over an hour of questions means zero questions because i really had no interest in <laughs> Being the most famous, uh, I don't even know what I would be. A full Colombian comic in the world? I don't know what I would be. But uh, apparently, so now I owe him $400 because he's nice enough to discount the 100 that he already owed me. Dude, terms and conditions apply. I mean, every time you enter into an online insult exchange with strangers... You're basically signing an informal consulting arrangement with these terms and conditions. That's yeah. right. You know what? I should charge him for teaching him how to write jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At least I, I mean, was being funny. <laughs> yeah, wait till you guys get the bill for my podcast expertise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so please donate to the Patreon, guys, because now we got to pay the fucking Russians that have all the video of us masturbating. And now I owe Kayvon $400, apparently, for all his marketing skills. <laughs> Well, all kinds of debt these days. Oh, you know what? I got a letter in the mail because I posted a couple of pictures on my website for like blog posts. And they were like, these pictures are owned by the AP or somebody like that. And you owe like $1,900 for those two pictures. What? Yeah, they hit me up for $1,900 for two pictures I posted on a blog that nobody read. Wow, they must think that you get some mad traffic on your site and you're just littered with affiliate marketing. They want some of well, that back it's, you in. Know, it's one of those things. It's like it comes with a territory when you have such a successful podcast. Yeah, it's a <laughs> cost of doing business. I mean, luckily, $1,900 is nothing to you. So. It's nothing to me. It, yeah. It's like $1,900 to me is like 100 to cave on. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean there is no fucking way I'm paying it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 64 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 14 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy podcast. Either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my left here, we have Bobby D. Yo. And to my right, we have Ian. Killing the clown. What's up? Today, we'll be talking about Indecorous News, the Indecorous history of Trumpers who refused to pay me. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean the Indecorous history of tobacco industry. 
And we'll close it out with indecorous Maine state laws. Maine. So you can imagine how exciting that's going to be. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome our guests for today. Adam Deggy, everybody. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, buddy. Thanks hey, for doing it. Yeah, thanks for doing it, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, now, did I pronounce your last name right, Deggy? Yeah, man. You, you fucking nailed it. It's funny because... Who was it, Ian? You were, or was it Bobby? You were asking me how to pronounce Adam's last name. No, I I knew it the whole time. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah, yeah. You were just, just instinctively for four letters. It uh, for whatever reason gets fucked up pretty pretty often. Well, here's the thing. But uh, he asked me, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Daggy. But even if I fuck it up, I will not feel bad because Adam fucked up my intro once. Oh, no. In Grand Rapids, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, if I fuck it up, it's fine. We're even now. I'll never forget that. Yeah, dude. You're in my... I did a little compilation. It's on my YouTube channel. I did a little compilation video of people fucking up my name because they do it all the time. And Adam made the cut, so <laughs> congratulations. Well, Adam. you know, in, in my defense, uh, well... First of all, hosting is not my forte. I don't know who's forte it is. <laughs> but um, th this was, God, that had to be years ago because this was still in uh, like Mencia time. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like way the fuck. like. So I, you know, consciously, I just kept saying, don't say Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> don't say Mencia. And I kept repeating it in my head. And then and then I and then I knew your name. And then you fucking were walking up and I forgot how words worked. And, and then <laughs> I think you shit on me as soon as you got on stage. So you got a laugh out of it. So you're welcome. <laughs> and also in Adam's defense, he doesn't respect Colombians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i've told adam i told this story actually a few weeks ago on the podcast but it's funny because it happened in grand rapids there's a are you still in grand rapids i am unfortunately yeah yeah I, I there's a comic that i don't know if he still comes out but his last name is valencia yeah yeah luis luis valencia yeah yep. it, it's funny because i i want to say it was the last time i was there i'm not positive it was he hosted like the wednesday show and it's funny because he was the host I was the middle, and I forget who the headliner was, and they put, I don't know if they they always did that, but they used to put all the names of the comics kind of like sharpied on a board there at the yes. at Grins. That's still there. And they they put all the names of the comics on, they spelled Louise's last name right, and they still fucked up my <laughs> last name. <laughs> the same, the first time I ever worked with another comic that had my last name, and they still fucked up my last name. That's awesome. That's yeah. incredible. I think that's in a weird way that that does show respect. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, uh, that, that's the way I'm going to look at it. It's got to be different. That was hilarious. And, and actually, since then, I found out there's actually another comic called Carlos Valencia. Really? Out, yeah, out in yeah. Colorado. But, he, so. but he's called Carlos Valencia. That's not his name. Yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah, they just call yeah. him that. Yeah, he just sucks, so they call him. <laughs> He's the Carlos Valencia of Colorado comedy. <laughs> Better start doubling down on the nickname you got, bro. The Hebe Foolin. Oh, got yeah. It. Oh, yeah, that's why I had to come up with a stage name. I go by comedian Hebe Foolin now. Um, <laughs> I actually got into a comedy festival as comedian Hebe Foolin. It it's the highlight of my career, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that they actually put me in the posters as comedian he'd be fooling. I saw that. It was amazing. Yeah. That's that's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then comedy died and now a comedian he not fooling as much anymore. <laughs> he he was fooling. He, <laughs> he used know, to a, be fooling. The grammar has to be wrong somehow though, so that's why he, <laughs> he was fooling. I mean, whatever. Anyway, Adam, 
we start the podcast here with questions sent by our millions of listeners around the world. These are questions that are open for everyone on the show to answer. And in all likelihood, we will never resolve any of them. Here it goes. This first question comes from Richard. And he's asking, why does bread take longer to get moldy lately? I mean, probably because your standards are lower. I mean, who knows? Is that a thing? I mean, is Brett actually taking longer to get moldy lately? Or is he just assuming that it's happened to him and every bread is taking longer? I feel like he uh, just started putting his bread in the freezer. And he he hasn't thought about it. Yeah, he didn't even realize that the freezer (laughs) just kind of slows things down. Hey, Carlos, how about he done fooled? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he done fooled. At one point in his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing this for the rest of the podcast. I, I the refuse same. to acknowledge this mold question. So what, what about if you're colorblind and you got some pumpernickel going on or something like that, right? Isn't pumpernickel a racial slur? <laughs> it does sound like one. Yeah. At least when Ian says it, it sounds like a racial slur. It's, it's, but it sounds like one for like Algerians or something, you know? Oh, something okay. He's kind of... asking how come Brad isn't getting moldy as quickly or... It's getting moldy quicker. He's asking why it is not getting moldy as quickly. It's got to be just like COVID, right? It's the election. Now that it's over. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you're just home to use it more. So you're getting at it while it's fresher. Oh, yeah, you're getting. Yeah, you're home all the time. So it's people. Apparently people have been baking a lot of more bread now with the COVID and shit. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't do I don't get the carbs. Dude, I sold a used bread maker on eBay for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, this, yeah. This was like a few months ago. I just was looking to dump the thing, and yeah, it got bid up to four hundred dollars. What'd you pay for it? A sixty. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's no, it's like a you know three hundred and some dollar bread maker new, but ah, yeah, I was dude. not expecting that. We could have Dude. slapped a indecorous comedy podcast logo on that and sold it for a thousand. <laughs> I know. All right, yeah, I actually, that. I did. That's where the four hundred came <laughs> that's, from. That's and you know, thanks for blowing up my spot because yeah. now I got to give you guys your cut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got uh, the shares. All right. Second question. Ariel asks this: uh, What's the oddest non-food item you wish you could eat, or that you have eaten? Candles all day. That's a big one for Ian, too. Yes. Yeah, so scented or just normal, just regular candles? Regular. No, scented's disgusting. <laughs> you just like the <laughs> smell of actual no. wax. I'll yep. tell you what, I always, as a kid, wish I could eat the shit you could make with Play Doh. Like you get the little set that you can make a little hamburger and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just every every year on your birthday as you're blowing out the candles you're like i just that, that's my wish i just want to eat those candles and not be judged you know i mean yeah, people... they make like, like those wax lips or they used to for halloween oh and yeah I, I don't think you could eat them but you certainly put them in your mouth oh i'd see i never uh, i didn't have that when i was a kid what are they you just put them on your lips. i, so that... I mean i grew up pretty poor too I, I feel like that's why i know what they are <laughs> i wasn't getting the good shit i was getting fucking wax lips they were literally just a set of wax lips that you would something stuck out and then you just bit down on. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, Real fucking Wait, stupid. Okay. did they get rid of those because they're racist or something? <laughs> uh, I, I think it sounds like you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just haven't seen them in forever. <laughs> yeah, that's a, no, no, I, I agree. I don't I don't know that they're wrong because I haven't saw them in forever either. And that, that might be the reason is because they were 
I don't remember him being dark in complexion, but he could be right. Hey, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> uh, no, it did. I mean, and Adam, it did sound, Bobby, like you were trying to accuse Adam of, oh, every Halloween he dressed up in blackface. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. That's the way I heard it. Yeah, yeah that, that was his oh, favorite. It's fucking wild, though. If People were doing blackface on Halloween up until like 2015. Oh, yeah, dude. The oh, fucking, yeah, totally. yeah. I was going to say the president of Canada was doing that shit, but I think that was yeah. he was one of the earlier. He was a pioneer in heads of state in blackface. Sort dude, of thing. How, how amazing would it be if like pictures surfaced of him again after he apologized like publicly? <laughs> <laughs> he just he relapsed. That would be amazing. <laughs> Not that shocked. I think I mean, I, I think Trump has never done it. Not because he's against it, but just because that's how racist he is. He can't even bring himself to cover himself in blackface. Even yeah, he too much. he'd never be able to wash it off, you know. How about uh, uh, how about you, Ian? Anything non-edible that you'd want to eat? I mean, we've said this before. Scented candles, and I've always said they smell so delicious, and it's the socially acceptable way to get rid of an autistic kid. Yeah, you brought that up like 10 times on the podcast. That you really want to kill to autistic so. kids. <laughs> exactly <laughs> 10 times. I will continue to do so until we either get canceled or it catches on and becomes a trend. Oh, oh chapstick. Thanks. Yeah, I, I feel like I went to school with a kid. I'm talking early on, like elementary school. And I can remember on the bus, he would like, not the chapstick and the stick, but the, with the top and you stick your finger in and apply it. And he would just stick his whole fucking finger in and just take a glob and bite it. <laughs> oh, wow. Just spread it on a cracker. like Yeah. <laughs> 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 he was right trash. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not proud of it. But when I was a little kid, I, I did eat my boogers for a second. So it's just... it probably in a time like this, that it's actually maybe a good idea because it would probably increase your immune system. Yeah, you know what? That's actually yeah. That's a survivalist technique now. It's just fucking yeah, cultivate your boogers. <laughs> All right, we're going to go our last question. Actually, it's a pretty broad question. Leanna asks. What do you look forward in 2021? 2020 has been sort of the year of butterfaces. They've really had a moment. And obviously with the masks, I think they're out there and they're, they're batting <laughs> way above their fucking averages in the past. And I think this has also been the year that deaf people have been fucking terrified. I mean, could you imagine if you're a deaf person and it's just like radio silence. Everybody you see, you, you can't read their lips. It's just like you're in this little world where you're terrified of everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's pretty interesting. And if you don't believe in COVID, it just seems like everybody's making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you're deaf, the only people you can talk to or have a conversation with or read the lips of are the rabid MAGA people, right? And then that's your only voice to the outside world are those people. I mean, how I miserable will, is your life if you're deaf? Yeah, I will say that kind of did bring up a thing that happened when I went to do the open. Like, I, I did, uh, Adam, well, we'll get to it. Like, but, uh, well, actually, I'll just ask you now. When's the last time you did a show show, Adam? Have you been doing a lot of shows lately? I actually just headlined the showcase in Ann Arbor last weekend. Oh, awesome, oh, dude. Sweet. That's, oh, a, nice. that's a nice room, uh, too. I mean, kind of, kind of not. I, I almost feel guilty. Oh, shit. We lost you. Guys. Oh, yeah. We're, you're like fading out. We lost you there for a sec. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah fuck. I don't know what happened, yeah, man. Dude. My my Wi-Fi apparently shit the bat or something momentarily, but. Oh, okay. I thought for a second, I thought you were going to blame it on your wife. And yeah, like five. Like yeah, my wife, like my wife, I. I told that whore, I said, I got a fucking podcast at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his wife over here. 
<laughs> uh, but going back to the question, though, actually, this goes back to the what Ian was saying about people wearing masks. This actually kind of happened to me. I did my first open mic since February, just like yesterday, actually. And I went to the open mic. There wasn't a whole lot of people there. And one of the comics that was there was like, hey, Carlos. And I just like, ah, hey, man. But I didn't know who the guy was. <laughs> right. And that happens to, I don't know if this happens to you, Adam, if you travel when you're on the road and then somebody recognizes you from the last time you were there. But I mean, like, it's hard to fucking remember everybody that you've met on the road. So I always feel bad that I can't remember who they are. But now that everybody's wearing a mask, at least now I have an excuse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like, that, like, like with this guy, like, actually, he eventually went on stage and I recognized him. But with the mask, I could just be like, ah, dude, I would have. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the mask, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was, if it wasn't for that, dude, I totally would have uh, remembered known. all your bullshit stories. And, uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I'm going to be honest, it, even in town, when especially newer comics, I, listen, I've killed a lot of brain cells. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> especially in my younger days, I drink a lot. Of, if I was at the club, I was drinking probably heavily. And there's probably been instances where somebody introduces themselves to me for like the fourth time. And I. Yeah. Yeah, what are you, what are you gonna do? Remember somebody that's beneath yeah, be you? Yeah, be more memorable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, you're exactly right. It usually happens to me a lot when I go on the road. But yeah, what you just described also, like when I would go to that. I mean, I don't go to the shows because there just haven't been any. But there was a regular open mic that I would go to before COVID. And yeah, sometimes it would be like new guys that would be like, "Hey, what's up, Carlos?" And I'm like, ah, "What's up, man?" You know, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. So at least a mask gives me an So OK, so that's what I look forward to in 2021. Not having to look as awkward when I meet a new comic and don't recognize his name. <laughs> not having a valid excuse why you didn't remember the guy's name. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Thank God for mask. Like, if you want me to know who you are, put your name on your mask. That's what you should do. <laughs> and then our last question. This comes from Varlos Calencia. He says, <laughs> when do you guys think Kayvon Mosey, the most famous and honest half person comedian in the world will pay carlos his hundred dollars what do you guys think i'm thinking never <laughs> you were yeah. here for the, you weren't here for this adam but I, I bet a lot of money well not a lot of money but i bet several people money that trump was going to lose and then of course all the trumpers are not wanting to pay well it's not a lot of money to them so you know what i mean they don't they don't care <laughs> that was the is. funny part man is this do you know this guy cave adam i don't think so me either. But according to his Facebook, he's the most famous half Persian comedian in the world. And when I hit him up about paying me the hundred dollars, one of the first things he told me was a hundred dollars doesn't mean anything to me. But then he went on to tell me all the reasons that he's going to try to get out of paying me the hundred dollars. This guy's name is Kayvon and he's a Trumper? Yeah, this dude is. That's what he goes by because he's cool. He goes by Kayvon. God knows what his real name is. But yeah, he refuses to pay me, and I, I am going to fucking insert that into the podcast every chance I can. We're going to go to our second segment of the podcast, and Decker's News this is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. This is our first story. Ian, you can take it. All right, headline is Angry Cock. Kills police chief Bullock after raid on illegal cockfight. A Philippine police chief was killed during a raid on an illegal cockfight after he was sliced by a cock with a cock blade on the femoral artery, which is right below his cock. 
Cockfighting is a popular blood sport in the Philippine archipelago where money is bet on who will be the strongest cock in battle. The cocks are armed with bladed spurs and their cock battles often end in cock death. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever been to a cockfight? I have not. I'd love to. Uh, I mean, I host them all the time. Nobody wants to come, you know? Everybody's all woke in 2020, you know? I feel better about eating chicken after a cockfight, actually. <laughs> the fighting of cocks has been banned along with other sporting and cultural events during the coronavirus pandemic. The freak accident in Madugang, a village outside San Jose in the Philippines' northern Samar province, happened when Lieutenant Christian Bollock grabbed a cock as he gathered evidence. The cock's blade struck his left thigh right below Bollock's cock, and he bled to death, according to Colonel Arnel Apud. Yeah, I haven't been to a cockfight either, but apparently they actually weaponized the cocks. They put, like, fucking metal spurs on the cock's legs. That's wild. That's fancy. Yeah, I don't think they do that. Or correct me if I'm wrong, but do they do that with dog fights? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just dip all their paws in glue and glass. I think they give, them like, they give them, like, a grill. Like, you know how some people like to have the fancy grill that's all blinged out? They do that to the dogs. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think they feed them for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, so they're, like, ready to fucking munch on somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but that's got to be a double-edged sword, though, right? Because then they're not, you know, they're malnutritioned and shit. You know, there's a lot of science to this dog fighting. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, if I yeah. was a dog that was malnourished, I would just be sleepy and want a sandwich. I wouldn't be trying to viciously bite another dog. And the other thing about, okay, well, I'm assuming they maltreat these dogs, right? And then that's making them vicious. But how do you fucking make a cock into fucking a fighter cock? A warrior? I don't know, because... <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like cocks are just cocks, right? Right. How many of them are aggressive? Or It's not like pit bulls where there's like this weird thing about pits where people think they're all dangerous. I mean, cocks are just... Cocks are just cocks, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you <laughs> how do you torture a cock? I can think of a few ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have phrased that that way. But uh, there's another little paragraph there, Bobby. The Philippines has recorded more than 375,000 infections since the pandemic began, the second highest in Southeast Asia, and at least 7,114 deaths. It is unclear how many of the infections and deaths are cock-related. Now, that's the other thing that got me about this thing. I thought the cops were fucking raiding this shit just because, oh, it's a cockfight. But no, it's just because it's a cockfight during COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, there are more than 10 people. Yeah, it's probably close quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's one of those where it's like, hey, I know we're cool with the full animal cruelty thing, but we don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't we, want people getting the cold. What did we tell you guys? Only open air cockfights. <laughs> <laughs> you need to separate all these cockfights. So, oh, you can do this last little paragraph here, Adam. It was an unfortunate accident and a piece of bad luck that I cannot explain. Pood said, I cannot believe it when it was first reported to me. This is the first time in my 25 years as a policeman that I lost a man due to a cop. Yeah, I can imagine that too, man. Because I, you know, I imagine anywhere that you're a cop, your family's always worried about you, that you might get shot or some shit. But I, I can't imagine it's a giant concern. They're like, oh, yeah, I hope a fucking cock doesn't kill my dad when he's out on patrol. I don't know. I feel like the wives of cops now are worried that their husband killed somebody. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's kind of yeah, it's the other way now. It's like, oh, I hope he doesn't run into any black people because he probably would have shot him. So let me see if I can par paraphrase the story. So a tiny little 15-inch tall bird killed a police officer somehow. Well, he that was sounds... grabbing the cock. He, was, he went to grab the cock, 
uh, to f- gather evidence, you know, because they, they need evidence for the trial. And then the cock was like, nah, fuck you, man. And I was, and just fucking stabbed him in the femoral artery, which, you know, is right below the cock. Right in the thigh. And just, he bled to death. And apparently they, because I read the whole story, apparently they tried to put a tourniquet on him, and, but they put it on the wrong spot. So, apparently. So, is this, this might be a dumb question, but is a cock a, is it a cock a rooster? Is this, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. It's just funnier if yeah. you say cock. Yeah, for sure. But I just didn't know. I, I couldn't remember which kind of bird was referred to as a cock. Yeah, I, the... I looked a long time ago. I think I looked this up, and apparently, cock was always the word for male chickens. And Americans at some point decided that they were going to start calling penises cocks. So that's when we had to come up with rooster. Really, it was always <laughs> cock. But because fucking American dirty fucking minds were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to have to come up with another word. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that famous Alice in Chains song wasn't about penises? It was actually about a bird? Yeah, the rooster was just a fucking, <laughs> here they come to, what is it? Here they come to. Yeah, they come to snuff the rooster. Snuff the rooster. And then there's the uh, South Carolina's the Gamecocks. They're the Gamecocks, yeah. The fuck is the Gamecock? They love shortening it to cocks, too. <laughs> like, that's their big, like, if they... Uh, I think it's one of those where it's like, oh, no, that's not what we mean, like the school. But do they just let it go because they know they, they'll sell so much more merch if they just fucking let everybody. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what a Gamecock is. Does anybody know? I mean, sounds like it's out there participating in cockfights. Yeah, like I, think a, that's, <laughs> I think that's the difference. Like These are the ones that do the cockfights. Like yeah. a, co- a cock that likes to party. Are they naming these? Are they, are they naming the cocks? Like, are they all the same size? That's yeah, that's right. Like, they are... should have like weight classes up for these cocks. Plus, I, I feel like Cock Warrior would be a football team I could get behind. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Or Cock yeah. Ninja. Even. Co- yeah, Cock Lords. <laughs> yeah, Cock Ninja. <laughs> all right, Bobby, you can do this. The one that Bobby submitted a while ago that we weren't able to do then, but uh, here it is. <laughs> Uh, Florida woman accused of killing roommate in street and running off with cat. <laughs> like it sounds like it's like to get married or something. <laughs> <laughs> the runaway. Uh, yeah. yeah a, fuck you. Get between our love. <laughs> um, according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, Julie Morgan was found lying in the middle of Mobile Air Drive with stab wounds to her back, arm, head, chest and hands. She was pronounced dead at the scene and catless. Yeah, so that was the first sign that that uh, this other woman might have stolen the cat, is when they found her body dead and she didn't have a cat. Yeah. yeah Ian, you can do this next. Yeah, the, plot, the plot thickens. Okay, yeah. a witness said he saw Morgan's roommate, Samantha Fox, holding a knife and then saw Morgan collapse to the ground. The witness told detectives he saw Fox run from the home carrying belongings shortly before deputies arrived, and also a cat. Other witnesses told detectives they saw Fox earlier in the evening running around their house armed with a knife, making threatening statements. She didn't have a cat at that time. Yeah. Now, have you guys lived with roommates before? Yeah. What are the rules when you have pets? Is it supposed to be like, oh, this is both our fucking thing, or do you? Is it like it's? Does it belong to one no, or the bro, other? No, of course not. I mean, it's, whoever owned the pet before the cohabitation keeps the pet, and that's sort of their pet. And 
for sure. There's a gray area on a few things, but I mean. A lot less rules when it's a cat as opposed to the dog. Yeah. Because the cat kind of takes care of itself. Look, I'm just saying. I mean, if I got to feed it every once in a while, I get to fuck it every once in a while, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're getting down to. All right, Adam, you can do this next little prog right here. According to a police affidavit, Fox spoke to Morgan's sister-in-law via text message, denying any involvement in her death and claiming that Morgan had been run over. It is unclear whether she had a cat at the time of the text delivery. (laughs) Yeah, so she's denying all this. She's saying that that the chick was run over, but I mean, how can, if she's got like stab wounds and shit, how, how does that fucking yeah, those work? Aren't, those aren't injuries from a car accident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was just a fucking, was it, it was a car from Mad Max. Sounds like was... injuries from a cockfight. Right? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so Fox, uh, at the time of this story, was being held at the main Palm Beach County Jail without bond. According to her booking report, she faces a charge of homicide, murder, dangerous, depraved, without premeditation, and is no longer in possession of a cat. They Even took her little... fucking cat? Yeah, dude. They didn't, they didn't ah. let her keep the cat after the murder, so, Man. you know, joke's on her, I guess. <laughs> dude, Jesus. I had, when I was living in New York, I had two other roommates, and they had a cat. I came up later, but they got the cat while they were already roommates. So I don't know how that division where i mean i guess it's kind of like adam says it's like fucking cat just takes care of itself i think it would be more of a custody thing if it was a dog oh i i would murder somebody over a dog that i loved all right <laughs> well we got you on tape on that one <laughs> yeah, yeah so does so does the palm beach county sheriff's yeah, department that's right. hey everybody we want to give a shout out to our latest patreon supporter maria m Maria M. Yeah, Maria yeah. M. We, we're not saying the last name because we're not... Miriam. You know, yeah, well, Maria M. I guess we can call her <laughs> Maria M. Well, holding off on the last name, Maria, because we don't know if you want it to be made public that you support our podcast. We don't want you to get canceled is what we're trying to say. But we want to make public that we support you. Yeah, yeah. We love you to death. We'd all make love to you, like, right now on the spot. <laughs> well, <laughs> If she didn't cancel yet, here it comes. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if you were watching live and she was unsubscribing as you yeah, were saying that. As, you, as I said, I was like, what in the, what the fuck did I just sign yeah, up for? I didn't sign up for, <laughs> I didn't sign up for all this. But thank you, Maria, for signing up to our Patreon. If you want to sign up for our Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash Comedy. How do you spell indecorous, Bobby? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. That's right. So if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, just go on there. We have very many levels. We have 1, 3, 7, 10, and 20, I believe is what it is. But because Maria entered at the $3 level, she gets all the free shit that uh, we post on our patreon page the early releases early releases bonus material wacky outtakes stock tips sure to land you in the poor house (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) stock tips well hey i got a lot of marketing advice i can give out now (laughs) you have a spare four hundred dollars worth of marketing advice yeah yeah if you want (laughs) to know how to become a hack that does ethnic jokes i got all the load on how to become
gotta move on to our indecorous deep dive, everybody. We build this podcast as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's deep dive, we will be talking about the dark history of the tobacco industry. And this one was written by Bobby, so I'll let you start it off. I can't believe the tobacco industry is not on the up and up. <laughs> believe, yeah, believe it or not, man. Oh my God! It's like first we break everybody's dreams about cockfighting. Now we're gonna. This can... is uh, right. You guys are right in smack dab in the middle of the tobacco. Yeah, dude. That's a yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Tobacco yeah, that's why. Right. I mean, it was really brave of me to work on this, you know, <laughs> and expose things brought to light in movies a long time ago. So unless you're old, started when you were young, work in a restaurant or construction, there's a pretty good chance in 2020 that you don't smoke. Chances are even better that your doctor didn't prescribe them to you to grow up big and strong like they would if you looked like a pussy as a kid <laughs> from the 1930s to the 1950s. Tobacco companies are just now starting to lose ground in the battle to get people to start and stay smoking. Today on part one of a two-part segment, we're going to talk about some of the evil shit Big Tobacco has done other than make guys and leather jackets look cool in movies. <laughs> I will say that I, I guess I'm old enough that growing up as a kid, it, it did look cool. Like, I don't know how old you guys are, but when you saw somebody in a movie and shit, like they had a cigarette and shit, I was like, ah, that's, that's a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Joe Camel yeah. was the coolest, obviously, right? Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it was in his last name. It was like, uh, well, I don't know. I want to say James Dean, but I, you know... <laughs> I'm not 80 years old. But that, we're talking strictly billboards, right? Because tobacco has never been able to advertise on television, right? Oh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. But I, yeah. But yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, they would show even characters in the movies. They would all look cool smoking and shit. But apparently that's the thing, which I'm glad about, that a lot of younger people don't associate being cool with smoking. So, uh, you know, that's that's a good thing. If they were just like in the future, they're just gonna anybody that's smoking in a movie is also racist and yeah, it's gonna <laughs> homophobic. Have yeah, it's just antiquated like that, you know. Right, which, which I'm glad about. All right, Adam, you can do this next little paragraph here. The Legacy Tobacco Documents Library at the University of California, San Francisco, has given the public access to nearly 15 million searchable documents direct from the private vaults of the big tobacco companies, offering an unedited view into a business conspiracy so outrageous and that Dow and Monsanto sometimes cry themselves to sleep with tears of jealousy. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where I uh, do you smoke? I did for a long, long time. I I haven't smoked in like nine years now, but I, w I was a smoker for sure. I'm in the same but, exact boat. Yeah. yeah, but but you know, as a stand-up, a lot of fucking comics smoke. So many. Yeah, so I like I'm a, I've been around it actually when I was fucking uh, it was a, when I was living in in New York City. All my roommates smoked, and we lived in apparently the one apartment in New York City where the landlord didn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes they would all fucking smoke at the same time in the living room, and I'm like, Holy I, shit. dude, I can't. I got to go back to my room. Like, I, I can stand, again, like we were saying, it was like, you know, comics smoke all the time. So I'm used to being around it, but not when it's like fucking three people at the same time with that Just constant hot boxing cigarette smoke. Uh, and and how infuriating must it have been in New York to be around that many people that can afford cigarettes? 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was my other fucking deal was I would because I don't smoke. I never smoked. So I would just when I would go on the road, I would bring back cartons and try to sell them for like eight bucks, which was a fucking deal. Yeah, Because aren't they like 14 bucks a pack or something? Yeah. yeah, in, New York, yeah. in New York, it was at that point when I was there, they were probably 10, 11, 12. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're 14 now. I mean, it was it's fucking expensive as shit. And so, yeah, when I would sell them to them for eight bucks, that would be a fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah, and just to clarify, North Carolina's got the cheapest anywhere because we're like the tobacco manufacturer oh, yeah. headquarters. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, they subsidize cigarettes over here. <laughs> I can remember people driving from Michigan just to Indiana because they were a little cheaper. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's what they do sometimes, like from Connecticut or something like that, which it, it wasn't much cheaper, but it was a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, anyway, this next part the borderline comically evil plot would be hard to believe if it weren't all laid out in black and white. Secret programs to spike cigarettes to hook people for life. Massive marketing campaigns aimed at hooking underage smokers and at confusing and tricking the public. And untold billions more spent bribing the media, scientists, and academics and politicians. Deals were cut with respectable journalists, political figures, and nonprofit charities to keep the money rolling in. Yeah. This was actually what I was trying to say is that if you smoke around me, as long as it's just like one or maybe two people, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me. And I can't really shit on somebody that smokes. It's not like I take that good care of myself. You know, I still fucking eat garbage food all the time. But the one thing that does bother me is like when you buy cigarettes, you're fucking funding these evil motherfuckers that have for years tried to deny this whole. Oh, yeah. Just corporate greed. And they won't even admit that they kill people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was just so overtly evil that that's the only part that bothered. Like, you know, if you smoke is whatever. I I don't live that healthy of a lifestyle. I drink a lot. It wasn't that long ago, but how fucking nuts was it that you used to be able to smoke in a comedy club? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. When I started out, there was this little comedy club outside of Charlotte that... It was tiny, dude. Bobby, Ian, you guys know, how big was the Matthews Club? How many people could it fit? Like 60? 60, 80, something like that. Yeah, it was tiny. It was tiny. But they would divide it in smoking and non-smoking sections. Yeah. <laughs> like makes it hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's just all smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, yeah, like there was some magical divider in the middle that would keep the smoke from getting to the yeah. non-smoking. That's ridiculous. It's like the non-smoking might as well have just said like 5% less smoky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because when I was living in New York too, I lived in Astoria in, in Queens, but when we go to Manhattan and, and go to Central Park, you can't smoke in Central Park. And that place is huge. So when I would go there with my roommate, Paul Hooper. Have you met Paul, Adam? I think maybe once at Grins, yeah. Okay, so Paul was my roommate, so we would go there, but it was a thing where like we couldn't wander too much into Central Park because we'd have to like go back to the outskirts for him to have a smoke. It was uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, which... Are we are, are we legally obligated to say friend of the show? Friend of yeah, Paul. Hooper. Friend of the show, Paul yeah. Hooper. Yeah. Hooper was a smoker. Fuck yeah, dude, for like years. The price is because he, he's like ripped, isn't he? I thought he was like the... the... That's within the last year. Oh, okay. Like before that, <laughs> yeah. he was a smoker like a motherfucker. And before that, he was an alcoholic. Hey, he's got a dark history. Don't know, don't let him fool you. Okay. Yeah, people people don't realize he's he's a uh, tobacco industry plant. You know, he just he's <laughs> yeah, out here right. like looking good, shirtless on Facebook and everything to to show you what you can do if you start smoking tape. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, Marlboro lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. 
every year, cigarettes kill roughly 480,000 Americans and 6 million people worldwide. They've killed over 100 million people in the 20th century and are expected to kill a billion people worldwide this century. All right, but let's get to the bad stuff that they've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing good work for, uh, yeah, yeah, for population control. They're definitely control. good for overpopulation, yeah. Nothing in human history has a more impressive death toll, not even guns, nukes, or the deadliest wars. Believe it or not, even marijuana hasn't killed as many people. Yeah. You know, maybe that's part of the thing with tobacco is, I hadn't really thought about it, but thinking about it now is that obviously nobody, nobody has ever OD'd on marijuana, right? Impossible. And the thing is like, you can't really OD on tobacco either, but... Maybe because it's such a silent thing, silent killer. That's why it's been accepted for so many years, sort of thing. Yeah, it, kill, it yeah. kills you slowly from lung disease. It's that sweet, you know, those last gasps of freedom, you know, in your <laughs> in your early sixties or whatever. That's what. Uh, again, going back to like how I don't live a healthy lifestyle. Like I eat a lot of horrible shit, and I might have I'll probably die of a heart attack at some point. But I'd still rather die of a heart attack. Than just like slowly not being able to breathe. That just seems like such a fucking long, painful death. Just struggling to breathe. But that bold, rich flavor, Carlos. Every time you inhale, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're right, missing out right. on some. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm gonna get some smokes. You, you yeah. sold me. You sold me. It's gross. It's a really bad habit. My old man died of lung cancer. Damn, dude. From smoking cigarettes. Uh, and this is still very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you fuck, you know it's you know it's yeah. going to happen, and people continue to fucking do it. And it is incredibly. I think they say tobacco cigarettes are like more addictive than I don't want to say heroin, but maybe. Yeah, I, I mean you're you're inhaling a little controlled fire, you know. Yeah, but they put like don't they put like fiberglass and all kinds of. I mean it's. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That is actually, you know, you guys would know more than I would because I've I've never really smoked because you know I'm a good person. So you guys. <laughs> I'll ask you guys, because for a while, some people were smoking American spirits because they apparently don't have any additives or whatever. Right, yeah, I'm sure they're super healthy. Yeah. 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 yeah so you like can get a... Native American cancer. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tobacco documents reveal that companies focus their efforts on getting pre-smokers. That's under 18 addicted because they're far more likely to become addicted for life than those that start later. This target demographic is also referred to as learners, replacement smokers, starters, and tomorrow's cigarette business. See, this this has got the best business model ever, though, right? Because they're baking into their profits the idea of getting their consumers addicted. And that's what the whole thing is predicated on. So they'll give it to kids. They'll give it to people as freebies. They'll market it as yeah. being sexy. And then people are just stuck for life because they're addicted to it i mean a lot of, i mean like to be fair most corporations and companies that sell products do this they try to get people hooked on their products early because mm -hmm. old people are less likely to switch brands but it doesn't work for every product i mean if you have right, like right. a well i mean no exactly i mean with this it's just like you can create a physical dependency well now carlos you know how i feel about fairness and honesty <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're the cave on of this podcast <laughs> if i'm trying to sell a new 300 count sheet for beds i can't get people addicted to it so i'm at a competitive disadvantage here right you can't get them physically addicted this is what i would hear you guys tell me since you guys were dirty smokers at one point uh, <laughs> the, what i would ask my friend i was like why do you you know so what's the thing what what is it that makes you want to smoke and he's like well you know it's like i feel kind of on edge so when i take a cigarette you know it calms me down but to me it sounds like 
you wouldn't have been on edge to begin with if you weren't smoking cigarettes. Right, yeah. I think psychologically you lie to yourself and say that it's a stress reliever uh-huh. when in reality it's just causing more stress. Right. That's what yeah. it seemed like to me. Like it's it's relieving a stress that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't started smoking to begin with. The withdrawals basically. You're I, managing your withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, I think yeah. I just like enjoyed the act of smoking. That's another thing I've heard too. Like when some people were like I just like that I can socialize, like, especially now <laughs> where all the smokers have to go outside. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, that's how I get to know people. Almost like a social thing. Yeah, I guess. But it's it's a stimulant just like any other drug. It's when I do still, I guess, miss smoking is like post sat if I had a good sat or or a really bad sat. <laughs> I, I miss that cigarette afterwards. You know, yeah. road, if I've got like a caffeine buzz or if I'm using Adderall recreationally, you know. You're like, I liked smoking after I had a really good set or a really bad set or if it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> or anytime, really. Just after doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I remember uh, being a kid, and I mean, I, I don't know, you guys might remember this, but they used to have those cigarette kiosks. Like, you could just walk around the grocery store and you'd pick up cigarettes just off the shelf, kind of like oh, you wow. would oh, yeah. anything else. And we used to steal those cigarettes and go and smoke them oh, as good. children. Oh, good lord. Yeah, I know. I was a bad kid. And now that I think about it, though, like that was intentional because I bought way more cigarettes later oh. on that I ended up stealing. They're like, yeah, let them steal a few packs when they're kids. And then, uh, you know, we might have one for life. So, I mean, jokes on them. I quit years later. I don't know if they did it down there. In Michigan, they used to actually come walk through the bars. They'd have their, I don't know what the fuck they were called, associates. or These people got paid to walk through the bar and just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'd have you wipe your ID, your driver's license, and then they'd give you coupons and they'd send you shit in the mail. And then they'd, they'd give you just two free packs of cigarettes, which I think is illegal now. I don't yeah, you can't give them, them away anymore. Just the coupons. Don't hand out coupons. Yeah, I, yeah. I was in I remember I was doing um when I lived in Atlanta, Starbucks, a big open mic that they have there. Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking smoking room. Like that was the thing. It was a great fucking mic. But I knew that as soon as I came back home, all those clothes had to go in the wash because it fucking reeked of smoke as soon mm-hmm. as we fucking... Because it was a tiny little dive bar, so it was fucking... But anyway, we were there, and they had one of those representatives people come in, and uh, Dave Waite was in town. You guys know Dave Waite? Oh, I love Dave Waite. Yeah, Dave was in town, and so I was hanging out with him, and he was living in New York City at that point. I was in Atlanta, and so <clears> one of those representatives came over, and they did the whole thing with him, and he did the whole thing, and they got a bunch of coupons. And then they came to me, and they were like, hey, you smoke? And I'm like, nah, I don't smoke. And then Dave's like, come on, man. You sure you don't smoke? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I smoke. So just to get the fucking coupons to give to him to take to New York City or whatever. And ever since then, I've been getting fucking mail-in coupons for the past like, fucking seven years. I still get Marlboro yeah, bucks and whatever the fuck. They just send you a postcard. We know where you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still get that fucking shit. All right, Adam, you can do this next little paragraph. Philip Morris conducted secret pharmacological studies about children and smoking in reports titled Aggressive Monkeys and Hyperkinetic Child as Prospective Smoker. A whopping 81% of smokers say they regret having started smoking because they can't quit. It certainly doesn't help that cigarettes are spiked with ammonia to create crack nicotine to maximize addiction. Is that what it is? Is that is that why they put... I mean, I wonder that when I see food labels where I can't recognize half the ingredients. It's like, so I'm assuming this ammonia shit and everything else they put into cigarettes is just so you can... <laughs> 
be more addicted to it. So yeah. would that make question? Would that make cat piss pretty much the same thing, right? Would that make right. cat Ian, piss? Ian has this thing where he keeps <laughs> pushing cat piss as a fucking hallucinogenic. That's <laughs> how he's been getting through the pandemic, Carlos. <laughs> the cool kids call it cheesing, Carlos. Uh, right. Yeah, I you know, and I think it's kind of one of those things where like they could kind of get away with whatever they want because. I mean, first of all, it's not like people are going to stop smoking or, or like all of a sudden yeah. care. Yeah, like, oh, man, I, I didn't realize unhealthy things were going into my fire. <laughs> right. you know? All right, Bobby, you can do this next paragraph. The lovely folks at Big Tobacco also targeted disadvantaged communities, including African-Americans and other minorities, and the mentally ill because they were more vulnerable to becoming lifelong smokers. Even more offensive to note in 2020 is that they lumped these groups of people in together. R.J. Reynolds once ran a marketing campaign for camel cigarettes targeting the homeless, alcoholics, and drug addicts in San Francisco called Project Scum. So question, is this because... Those kind of people are less likely to start eating kale and wearing yoga pants and doing all this hippie new age healthcare shit. Is that is that kind of why? Wait, what kind of people? So like the people yeah. that are in this. Yeah, project what do you scum. mean these kind of people? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Good lord. Ian. So m- mentally ill and minorities probably aren't much of an overlap with the people that eat kale and fucking cauliflower oh, and wear yoga pants and do all that healthy lifestyle bullshit. Uh, look, I just, I apologize for Ian, Adam. Yeah, uh, we both apologize <laughs> for Ian. Yeah, we're really Adam. sorry about that, man. We didn't yeah, realize we, it was going to go down this road. It's, it's always like white women. It's always middle-aged white women. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, who's the people that do the, the kind of kale diets and the yoga pants and all that stuff? I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm just living in a fucking, you know... Adam runs a kale yoga pants program, and I can't believe you it's just... A co-op. It's a co-op. Him. It's a co-op. <laughs> it's a commune. Yeah. No, it's... Re- I mean, I, you know, I, again, all of this that tobacco is doing, a lot of other corporations have done, it's just that they have the advantage of actually being able to physically hook people. Mm-hmm. But I do think yeah. what where they went the extra mile here is like, did they actually have to call it Project Scum? Yeah. <laughs> They don't have to call it that. You I love that too. Yeah, they just went out all out. Like, ah, we don't even give a fuck. It's just scum. That's what makes it cartoonishly evil, like a supervillain from a cartoon. Yeah, right, exactly. They could have easily called it, like, Project uh, Inclusiveness or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Ian, you can do this next paragraph. By the 1970s, tobacco companies started heavily targeting lower income groups. In 1978, Philip Morris marketing memo argued for pouring more money into sponsoring NASCAR races because sponsoring the arts wouldn't generate nearly as much of a return on investment. (laughs) The arts are more of an interest to the A and B class than to the lower social classes C and D. Smoking is becoming more of a C and D class habit. Sports sponsorship fits the class and mask exposure criteria much better and therefore spills more cigarettes per dollar spent. This goes back to my point, exactly. You're not going to see people in NASCAR wearing yoga pants and eating kale. God damn it, Ian, you were redeemed. I just redeemed myself, yes. (laughs) Like they, 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 they were trying to get fucking Andrew Warhol to sponsor their shit before this? Yeah, you know, they weren't giving out as many free packs at the opera. Yeah, right. They're like going back to like, because eventually people got wiser about, like now if you smoke, I really, I have barely any sympathy for you because we all know that it's bad for you. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the age that we are or whatever, it's hard to believe that anybody ever thought it was healthy. But there was a time where they were trying to push this as, as like, you know, when we started this thing, it was like doctors would be like, oh, you're stressed out. You know, what would be good as cigarettes sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, think about it. If if you were a kid in the 30s and 40s or whatever, and you grew up to not be a pussy anymore, (laughs) then, you know, you might have your doctor to thank for that. It's also just, uh, besides all the health concerns, it's just a gross habit. I mean, I didn't even like going to my old man's house because I'd leave and his walls would literally be like stained fucking yellow. Yeah. Like his computer room, like everything in there would just be discolored from the cigarette smoke. Because Yes. Why would you go out on your balcony or walk outside when you could just fucking hot box two packs of basic cigarettes every day of your life right again you know like i I don't like to judge people because i do fucking a lot of of terrible shit to my body but the thing with smoking is that not only are you affecting yourself to a large extent it's also affecting other people yeah like if i eat a fucking greasy ass hamburger that's gonna clog my arteries yeah that's not good for my body but you're still gonna be fine yeah. Thing. Maybe you'll be grossed out by watching me eat that shit. <laughs> no, no secondhand burger eating. Yeah, exactly. Right. I feel more comfortable judging because I was a smoker for so long. You know, right? It's, it's yeah. also just very expensive. Well, dude, that's that's why I was thinking that you know, again, when I was going living in New York City, I was like, I'm glad I'm not a smoker. Just period for the health reasons. But goddamn, I don't know how you fucking sustain a fucking cigarette habit. Yeah, paying like you said, fourteen yeah, bucks. Like a, even a when I did that. smoke, I mean, it would be like maybe half a pack a day. I can never understand. Like, like you hear people smoking like three packs a day. Oh yeah. It's just, yeah. How old, holy how shit. old was your dad, Adam? Like, do you think he got hooked way back in the days before? I th- my old man passed when he was like early sixties. And I, I think he had smoked since he was like a teenager. Yeah. Oh, he wow. was, I mean, he was part of this project com or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> project cum rag. <laughs> yeah. they they hooked him they hooked him quick man and he was fucking in it for life but see that i like yeah. i have sympathy for people like that like if you're an older person that got hooked back in the day before we knew how bad it was yeah we're talking 50s 60s now though like come on man is there anybody now that doesn't know that these shits are fucking terrible? you gotta know exactly yeah i think it's more of a deal breaker too for people like if you're trying to get laid you know, oh. yeah, yeah. There's more people, guys and girls, who won't even fuck somebody if they're a smoker, let alone like want to date that. Yeah, dude. I've never been like in a relationship with a smoker, but when I was dating and shit like that, I would meet smokers and. Yeah, part of it is that if you're going to kiss, then you're fucking, they smell like fucking cigarettes when you kiss. And then right. the other is like, we're watching TV and they're like, oh, wait, wait, I got, I got to go smoke. Like, oh, we got we to pause now. Yeah, but hey, let's be honest. Come on, Carlos. Somebody smoking a cigarette, you would still fuck that person. That was never oh, a deal no, breaker. No, no, no. That never stopped me. <laughs> don't get me yeah. wrong. I, know, I, don't, I didn't want to make it sound like I had standards. <laughs> but yeah, it, apologize to the podcast. If a girl was of what I thought was above a four and I saw her tying up to do black tar heroin, I was still fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. it, but it is annoying to be with somebody like that where it's just like, oh, God. I mean, I would get annoyed just because I would travel with other comics and they would smoke, you know, like we were talking about a lot of comic smoke and like I'd be cool. uh, Like if we're driving together to a gig and shit, but then they'd be like, I got to smoke. I was like, all right. I, I try to be cool about it. Like, all right, you can smoke in my car, but roll down the window. But then now it's like, if it's in the summer, now it's going to get hot in here because the AC is going to go out. And if it's fucking winter, yeah. it's gonna be, I'm going to have to freeze. It becomes like you have to cater to that person. Yes, exactly. It's like and it's not like it's just all going out the window, you know? Oh, you're, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like your bad habit is affecting other people. That's my problem. Is like I have a, a lot of bad habits, but I try to 
just keep them all concentrating on them killing me. Yeah, you're you. selfish. You keep them to yourself <laughs> yeah, like an asshole. Right, yeah. <laughs> all right. So a Lorillard Tobacco Company memo from 1978 reads, quote, we must continually keep in mind that Newport is being heavily supported by blacks and the under 18 smokers. Blacks or pumpernickels, as Ian mm. likes to call it. <laughs> in the late 1950s, menthols were pushed on the African-American community by driving trucks full of Newports into urban housing projects and distributing them to black people for free. Other code words for targeted minority communities include BHM, or Black and Hispanic Market. So this is a lost leader strategy. They call this a lost leader when you give away something for free in the hopes of a greater return later so question for carlos why does this oh. work oh, so why well does for it got to be a question for me uh, see how <laughs> oh. oh my be god because it says somewhere in here that people that wear fedoras all like this <laughs> stuff i guess i don't know but yeah i mean what what do you think the reason is where hispanics have a more of a, a predisposition to become hooked and not know better than to quit is that like a thing you've observed anecdotally yourself or is this just like some well, marketing I mean PR I, don't, I, I don't think it's a thing. I think it's just like everybody's just as much predisposed to get hooked into this shit. It's just that I think depending on where, what country you live in, I mean, again, it's 2020. Like at this point, I can't believe there's anywhere in the world where people don't understand that tobacco is going to kill you. But I do think third world countries, it took a little longer for the information to get out, or at least for the, the the government or whoever was in charge of regulating this shit to actually make something of it, or, or just like to expand the fact that the okay, this shit's gonna kill you because these companies obviously have shitloads of money, so they're gonna lobby every single government to be like, nah, it's not that bad, sort mm -hmm. of thing. But I mean, I think everybody's just as predisposed to get fucking hooked on this shit. It's just that maybe. In certain cultures, it just took a longer time to get the word out about how bad. I mean, and then some of these, some of these cultures that eventually the word got out, they're even more hardcore than America is. Like we did a segment that it's on the Patreon, but we cut it out because it was too visual. But like fucking, if you see fucking cigarette packs and what was it, Ian? What was that? The, the Thailand, 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 yeah, yeah. Thailand or in fucking Brazil. They're they're fucking showing you pictures of people with fucking like throat rot and shit. Like yeah, that. Our, our buddy, <laughs> our, our buddy who's a fan of the show came and visited us and showed his packs from because he's from Thailand and he's got and, wicked throat rot. Yeah, Dude, but that's I mean, mostly from the lady boys. <laughs> it's just ridiculous because they have like you know dead-looking babies, these uh, premature babies, people with fucking feeding tube in their neck, and all these like horrible graphic pictures on the pack of the cigarettes, like right on the front of them. Yeah. And people just like laugh, like I'll take two of those, just like laugh it off. I have them, keep smoking. And I mean that goes to show you how fucking addictive these shits are, where you can practically put a graphic picture of like, look at how you're gonna look like a fucking monster if you keep smoking this shit, and people still do it. Yeah, I think especially if you're young, though, I know my attitude was just like, well, I don't have to fucking worry about that now. Yeah. 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 And I would just push it to the side, wouldn't care. But next thing you know, 30 years goes by and you got a fucking thing in your throat. Right. The thing is, like, it's not even just lung cancer. It increases your odds of getting just so any much. Kind of cancer. Uh, your blood pressure goes up. Right. I mean, that's why insurance, if you ever try to get health insurance, they actually ask that. Like, are you a smoker or are you not a smoker? Because you have so much propensity to get all kinds of other oh, yeah. illnesses just from yeah. the fact that you fucking smoke. Yeah, like how is uh, COVID, <laughs> like smoking is a comorbidity <laughs> when yeah. it comes to COVID now, right? I mean, it's got to be. When I read the driving trucks full of Newports, I couldn't help but 
picture uh, Donnell Rawlings in that Chappelle show sketch. Which one was that? I don't know when if I saw that one. The, uh, the, the reparations episode where he's like, they're like, hey, so now that you've got all this money, are you going to keep being a truck driver? He's like, truck driver? He's like, I, I got enough cigarettes to last my family for the rest of our lives. He's like, I'm rich, <laughs> bitch. And drives off. Oh, that's how that is. I'm yeah. That's funny. But yeah, it's one of those where it's a thing where black people apparently prefer menthols. And it's a thing that happens and you don't know why. That was on purpose, I guess. It it was on purpose, exactly. It's one of those where like, oh, this is just a thing. I was like, no, it was a planned thing. Yep, so was crack. All right, guys, we're going to move on to our last segment of the podcast. We're doing Indecorous Laws every week or really whenever we feel like it. We highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the USA. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed and others are sadly still on the books. One of these may not be verified because I can't I can't verify all of them, but I at least try to limit it to just one, just one that I couldn't verify. And basically, I say that I'm going to tell you which one it is, but I never have. (laughs) So we're just going to keep doing this. And it's Maine. We're doing Maine this week, which, you know, it's fucking Maine. Home of Stephen King. That's right. That's right. That's basically what they're most. Well, that and lobsters, basically. So these aren't going to be the most hardcore laws, but, you know, whatever it's. Fucking Maine. Hey, 64th episode, 64th state. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fucking exactly. So, Bobby, you can read this first law. If you skateboard on the sidewalks in Biddeford, Maine, you risk getting a $10 fine. Yeah. But you, but you might look really cool. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're smoking a cigarette while you do it, you don't get any fine <laughs> at all because you're going to be fucking super right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, this is how, how tame the laws are in Maine. I was like, all right, you just don't, don't skateboard. But okay, you skateboarded. Okay, 10 bucks. Dude, that's what, like, when I was smoking as a kid, it was all I was hanging out with all skateboarding kids. And they're just a bunch of punks, like, skateboarding and smoking cigarettes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we did. Well, count yourself lucky that you didn't live in Biddeford, Maine. Bobby. Yeah. I feel like all these could probably, at the end, say, if you're white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, there's a little asterisk at the end of every one of these. <laughs> All right, Ian, you're going to do this next one. All right. Dancing is prohibited at establishments that sell liquor unless the establishment has been issued a special amusement permit. Law provides that this does not include dancing done in conjunction with the singing activity commonly known as karaoke. So this would be uh, for strip clubs, I guess. So fuck the strip clubs, but. If you're a good old karaoke bar, you're good to go, right? Oh, I didn't even think about that angle, but yeah, I guess so. I guess you could still be a strip club in Maine as long as the strippers just stand there. Yeah, so oh, I, I guess so they could basically um, gyrate but not dance. They could twerk, but is twerking a dance? Like it's really sort of uh, oh yeah, what what philosophical? Cons- what constitutes a dance? I mean, have you guys seen those videos of fucking Trump doing the whole jerking off a giraffe dance or that d- he does? Yeah, dude, <laughs> jerking off a giraffe. <laughs> I, I, I can't claim I can't claim that I came up with that. That's why I've heard it described. Or yeah, he's just fucking shaking his hand up in the air like he's jerking off giraffe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because a bunch of people photoshopped fucking dildos in his hands. I think. Oh, did they? Oh, oh that's awesome. That, but that's perfect. Pretty good. 
But I mean, it's like, okay, calling <laughs> that dancing is kind of a stretch. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's the loophole here. You give me the, the side, like, well, what is dancing or what isn't dancing? What is just fucking somebody going into convulsions? Yeah, we'd have to look up the definition. It's crazy when you look back at the history of like what just in America we thought was like provocative or adult or like when the, the fucking song, The Twist, came out, like at the time, that was like too much. They didn't want kids dancing on each other because that was like too sexual. Right. The thing that a lot of people don't know, too, is that the whole twist thing was about twisting somebody's dick. Do you guys know that? <laughs> no. Well, I, okay, I made that up. But I think that's probably <laughs> what it was all about. But I know it is definitely like they wouldn't show fucking Elvis below the waist because he would shake his hips too much when he was on TV. That sort of shit. Yeah. I Going back to the strip club thing, I mean, it, it would be kind of funny if... They weren't dancing, but there were just like strip clubs, so that so they could still sell the liquor. Where girls were just like just walking around nonchalantly, you know, just uh, very unenthusiastic DJs. Yeah, <laughs> it would just be just strippers doing accounting. Yeah, strippers can't do math. <laughs> yeah, all right, you got me on that one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and counting these grams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it is okay if it's during karaoke. So as long as the music is being sang by somebody with a shitty voice. You can still dance to it. So could you, if you were a stripper, could you just start karaoke singing as you're stripping? Would that be the loophole? Well, that, yeah, actually, that might be a fucking thing. Yeah, I would be surprised if somebody haven't tried to do that loophole. Yeah, there's probably a lot of uh, naked karaoke clubs in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Adam, you can do this. In South Berwick, Maine, you are not allowed to park in front of the Dunkin' Donuts on Maine. <laughs> Yeah. That's a, a fucking law that one fat fuck cop <laughs> yeah. right. made that, yeah. because he was getting upset. People got taken to parking Wow, man, that's that Duncan lobby. They're, they're hardcore <laughs> in Maine. You know what? Maybe it was Krispy Kreme. Maybe Krispy Kreme is trying to end. It's like, hey, man, let's pass this law. So, you know, Krispy Kreme, we got parking. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's, I've said this already like a million times, but it's fucking Maine. So I was like, all right, like, what? You know, nobody fucking lives up there. So these are the kinds of laws they have. It's like, all right, apparently if you park in front of the Dunkin' Donuts, that's a big Bill. Th these are, the, yeah, Bill. That's how it should have written. It's just one guy keeps doing yeah. it. <laughs> the are, Bill's a dick act of 1964. These are, <laughs> these are the big issues that they have in Maine. They're not dealing with a whole lot of uh, racial unrest or whatever the fuck. They're just like, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just Maine. I think they voted blue, at least. So. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. They split their electoral votes, but uh, I think most went blue. Hey, look, it's it's blocking Dunkin' Donuts and opioids. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's what you got. All right, I'll do this very last one. Uh, in Portland, a woman cannot be tickled under the chin by a feather duster. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> this might be the reason I've never done Maine. <laughs> so yeah, it, specific. yeah, it's a yeah. it's a felony. You put that in your rider. I gotta tickle these bitches under the chin. Yeah, dude. It's like what the fuck? I can't get laid if I can't tickle them under the chin. Yeah, that's my dusting. move. I think we've reached the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we fucking did it, Adam. Thank you so much for doing the podcast, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, gentlemen. I apologize for the time. Ah, no, that's all Dude, right. I mean, no, you know, thanks a lot, man. That was I'll, fun. Uh, I'll beat my wife tonight and it won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's usually the way it works in Michigan, I believe. Yes. Uh, Adam, you got any social media or anything you want to plug? Comedy is dead, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I would stay away from Facebook. Yeah, dude. I'm actually, I'm, well, I'm currently in a month long suspension, but I don't see myself going back for very much longer it's just don't do yeah. it man it's just it's too 
at least wait to the 20th of January and hope things go well, but fuck. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling yeah. about it. It's just like, it's just fucking, no. Yeah, Carlos, are you still on Facebook house arrest? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a 30-day suspension on... God well, damn, dude. Well, I created a, a, another account just so I could... Uh, Shh. Oh, okay, I mean, no. <laughs> Sorry. A secret account. Yeah. I, d- I don't have another one. Comedian He Be Foolin' has an account. <laughs> so you found right. the hack around getting zooked, which is to create another account and just pester your friends twice as much. Well, I'm just trying to pester these fucking Trumper motherfuckers that won't pay me the $100 that they fucking bet me. But after all this is over, yeah, it's just Facebook is, yeah. is fucking dead, dude. All right, well, Adam, thanks again, man. Appreciate you, dude. All right, fellas. All right, yeah, guys. thanks a yeah, lot, thanks man. For thanks doing for this, having bro. me. All right. Smoke a cigarette for me, all three of you. <laughs> yeah, we will, man. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Good night, man. <laughs> all right, Bobby, you have any last words? Start smoking, kids. Yeah, there we go. That's uh, yeah. yeah. We we got to announce our new sponsor, R.J. Reynolds. Before <laughs> yeah, we... we will we will take big tobacco money. We are not yeah. we are not above that. Is it still that, or is it Altria now? Because I remember they changed their name because they had such a fucking bad reputation that that's uh, the way that they went. Yeah, I think it's Blackwater. <laughs> that's what it is. That's, like, yeah, that's that's their name, and it's also what you cough up in your final days. <laughs> R.J. Reynolds had such a bad reputation that they just decided to go with Halliburton. They're now Halliburton. Yeah. To rehab their reputation. Ian, do you have any last words? Yeah, Third Reich Tobacco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so... Just uh, FYI, if you eat chicken that's from a prize-fighting cock, it tastes amazing. It's like the Kobe beef of chicken, so everyone really? should... Yeah, because, you know, there's organic and there's all these other little designations that don't mean shit. Look for the fucking chicken that's from a prize-fighting cock chicken. I just made that's that up, right. actually. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, that would be one thing. It's, like, it's cruelty plus. Is that, I guess that's how it's labeled. Exactly. Cruelty plus plus. Cruelty yeah, exactly. pl- yeah, the more pluses, the better. The more torturous this fucking cock's death was. Yeah, it's unethical and indecorous to the max, and that's the best <laughs> chicken out there. Right, that's what we're fucking promoting. And you can follow me online. I'm not going to be on Facebook much longer, so you can, if while well, you can. But otherwise, just follow me on Twitter at Carlos underscore Valencia or Instagram, Carlos B. Comedy. And the rumor is you're moving to Parlor. Is that correct, Carlos? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm moving all my shit to Parlor. That's what it is. (laughs) He's got a house with Steve Bannon. I was trying to sound woke by closing my Facebook account, but really, I'm just going to Parlor. (laughs) You enjoyed arguing with the right wingers so much (laughs) that you just want to go to their home court. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to. It's like I'm done fucking fighting them. If you can't fight them, join them. So that's basically what I'm doing. So find me on Parlor at uh, Super Eagle Patriot. Flag. Yeah. Slash mega N word. (laughs) Yes. Alright, guys. uh, We'll see you next week. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. I don't know if anybody told you guys on the way in here, but uh, my dad's dad. I didn't expect this many laughs. Um, <laughs> he's the reason I do comedy, so don't get weird about this. But uh, is there any Breaking Bad fans here? Yeah. Fantastic show, right? Probably my favorite show of all time. And uh, when I first started to watch Breaking Bad, I, I caught on uh, late. So I, 
I didn't start watching it until the series was over, so I immediately was watching like six or seven episodes a day. If you're not familiar with the show Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is about a chemistry teacher who uh, had fourth stage lung cancer, and in order to accumulate enough money to provide for his family and pay his medical bills after he passed away, he started to sell the best meth in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico with a former student of his, and he eventually became like uh, the biggest drug lord in the state and made millions of dollars. And uh, when I f first started watching the show, I was really into it, and my dad also had fourth stage lung cancer, so I was going to the chemo uh, section of the hospital and watching him have this done to him and it, it was super tough But I related to him even more because I was watching Breaking Bad and Walter White the main character also had lung cancer I expected it to be this quiet and awkward as I explain this to you uh, So I'm seeing Walter White he's like putting in 16 hour days. He's super ambitious He's got all this energy and he's killing people with his ass tech and making millions of dollars and blowing buildings up and shit and then I'm also in chemo, like watching my dad go through the real thing and like comparing it to the show. And it just got really awkward. And people would be like, Adam, how's your dad doing? Is he hanging in there? And I'd say, to be honest with you, the old man is kind of sandbagging it. <laughs> Come on, you guys, before you get weird about it, I'm not making fun of my dad having cancer or or passing away, I'm making fun of the fact that the premise of the show is so incredibly ridiculous that a guy going through chemo with fourth stage lung cancer would have enough energy and ambition to put in 16 hour days and become the biggest drug lord in Albuquerque. But at the same time, I'm just saying, cut it on a little more. I'm just saying that, <laughs> what, you see the conglomerate Walter White was out there running with? He was out there getting it. Stacking paper. In no less than three months, he became a bona fide trap star, <laughs> making millions of dollars. Meanwhile, my dad's up there talking about, I need to take a nap. Fuck a nap, dad. <laughs> a nap ain't gonna provide for our family. <laughs> this is no time for graham crackers and milk. We need to get out there and traffic that blue crystal. You need to accumulate enough money to put me and my brother through college. I get it. I'm 30. He's 32. It's never too late to go back to school, Dad. Never too late to sharpen that number, too. Now drink a Red Bull or something. You need a little pep in your step. I'm going to prop you up in this wheelchair, push you down to the science store. We're gonna buy some Bunsen burners and some beakers and shit, maybe a couple Petri dishes, which I'm pretty sure have nothing to do with chemistry. Cause that meth ain't gonna cook itself, daddy-o. Just saying, we could have at least had a reality show together or something. I could just push him around in a wheelchair in the hospital yelling at him, they could have called it Breaking Dad. Those of you who are not laughing, this is how we cope as comedians, and this is my therapy. It's not like I'm recording my first goddamn comedy album! <laughs> I'm a, 
I'm a bad person. Carlos Valencia. Carlos Valencia. Carlos Valencia. Valencia.